What's up, it's Chase Young. What's up, this is Terry McLaurin. You're listening to the Washington Football Talk Podcast. I teased this on Twitter on Friday night that we possibly had the most fun podcast interview of all time. I stand by that assertion, and you're about to find out why. On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care. What up, everybody? It's J.P. Finley's Washington Football Talk podcast brought to you by Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. You can check them out online at oarsmanva.com. I'm not even going to mess with it. We get to talk to Charles Barkley. All right. Uh, Mitch Tischler's here. Pete Haley's here. Uh, this interview is so much damn fun. I don't even really want to mess with it. Boys, how we doing? Everybody good? Doing great. Yeah. Anytime um, you can talk to Sir Charles, it's a good time. So the only thing I'll say is, we got this email from the Lake Tahoe people and, and Mitch and Amanda Zimmer at our place do such a great job of always trying to lock down guests because it's an NBC event. We're able to kind of ride those, those peacock feathers. And, uh, and Mitch sent the list out. And there were some people with like bona fide Redskins, Commanders, Washington football team ties. And we kind of kicked it around. We're like, yeah, we could probably talk. Yeah. And I was like, 100 chips all in on Barkley. And I think we all agreed. And I think it delivered. It was it was exciting. We got it on Friday evening. We were worried. Is Chuck going to want to talk after playing in the tournament? How long are we going to have to wait? And he came right on time. He was full of energy, just a legitimate professional. And I watched that tournament. He does interviews after every other hole. He's doing interviews with a bunch of other people. The guy is wanted by everybody and he made time for us. And it was just so kind and it ended up being hella entertaining. Yeah, it was pretty funny. We the, the PR people for the golf tournament reached out with the list of the names. We sent back a list of a couple players, a couple people to request across Caps, Wiz, and, and Commanders for kind of all of NBC. We just received an email back with a link uh, on Friday morning. No information, <laughs> nothing else with it, just the link. And, I, and we wrote back to the lady, and it was just like, please, Charles Barkley, question mark? And she wrote back, yes, uh, whatever time it was that we did it. And that's when I reached out to you guys and, and got the link going. It worked out perfectly. It was everything you wanted and more. Barkley's obviously a Philly guy, played forever there. Uh, lives back, lives back, lives up there a little bit as well. So uh, having him uh, talk about uh, talk about the Commanders and his memories growing up of watching the team, it was it was awesome across uh, across the board. We're going to address this 90th anniversary stuff after. Uh, let's just get to Chuck. I, I, it's that good, right? Yes. Hello. Goodbye. I, also, none of us called him Chuck, but I feel like we know him so well now we can say it. Does that sound right? Yeah. Here comes Charles Barkley. All right, uh, Charles, thank you so much. It's it. I'm very, very excited to talk to you. Uh, we're in D.C. We cover the Commanders, uh, the artists formerly known as the Redskins. I, I'm curious. I, I know you're a sports fan a, a, across the country. What do you make of a team that was once great that is now the Commanders? Yeah, that's a great question because um, we and, and I'm not I'm not just saying this because that you guys are talking to me. We need the the Washington team to be great. 
you know, growing up in Alabama, we didn't have pro football, but every Sunday we got an NFL game. And it was always the Cowboys or the Redskins. And I'm not a big fan of the Redskins, but I think sports are better when the Redskins are important and significant. And I hope they get it together. You know, they've been playing uh, musical chairs with quarterbacks for the last X amount of years. And they still, they got Carson now. And the, and the jury's still out on him, to be honest with you. But we need, we need the Washington football team to be good. The NFL is better when they're doing well. I agree. Since you brought him up there, what do you think of Carson Wentz as a player? And then as somebody with your experience as a player and then as a broadcaster, what do you think when a player is on his third team in three years? It's concerning. It's very concerning because my house is in Arizona, but I live in Philadelphia during the summer. So I'm kind of plugged in to the Eagles. And you think about it. Four years ago, he was the greatest thing happening in Philadelphia. It was really, it's been a serious fall from grace. I haven't seen this much of a fall from grace in a long time. I mean, think about this. Four years ago, they were calling it Pennsylvania. Like everybody, <laughs> I mean, it was a crazy thing. And like, I root for the Eagles. And I'm there like, man, we got our quarterback for the next 15 years. And then I have zero idea what happened in Philly. And then one year with the Colts. And then you guys took him. So it's really been a strange situation. I don't have any inside information because I kind of stay out of it because it's none of my business. But, man, it's been a very interesting three years for him. What do you think of him just as a player then, as somebody that watched a lot of the games when he was in Philly? Well, he, has, well, he hasn't played well. I mean, that's why he's on his third team. So, I mean, I can't get on here and tell you he's played great. When you're on three teams in three years, there's something going on. And, uh, hey, this is probably his last chance. No, this is probably his last chance. And um, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Another player I wanted to ask you about, I mean, you've seen so many guys come out and have tremendous seasons, then get hurt. What do you think of Chase Young coming back from a pretty major knee injury now? Man, I love Chase Young. You know, I started following him at Ohio State, and then you guys took him, and everybody said y'all were crazy for taking him that early, and then he was a stud. And I'll never forget that clip on the side with Mike Tomlin, who's somebody I really admire and respect, says, kid, you're a hell of a player. I hope we never that high enough in the draft to draft somebody like you. And that's how much, and that's how much respect, you know, Mike Tomlin respects him. I hope he comes back healthy and he's got a great, great future as long as he can stay healthy. And that was just really unfortunate, really unfortunate, but man, he's a flat out stud and I cannot wait to see him come back and watch him. Charles, you're in Tahoe. The, the, the wind totals are out for these NFL teams. Depending where you're shopping for the commanders, it's like seven and a half or eight. Which way would you look on that thing? Wow. That's a great question. It's all going to come down to Carson. You know, it's all going to come down to Carson. And 
Man, that's fascinating. Seven and a half, eight. The, the people in Vegas know what they're doing. I might go over. <laughs> I might, because I'm a big Ron Rivera fan. He seems like a great leader of men. And I think this, this is, I think this is probably going to be a wake-up call for Carson. Like, he's got to put all his chips in the middle of the table and says, you know what, maybe, because as a player, you always think you're doing the right thing because we all have egos. That's how you get to the pros. But for him, this is truly his judgment day where he's got to say, what am I doing wrong? Because when you own three teams in three years, you have to be doing something wrong as a player. So he's got to push all his chips into the table, and it's going to be fun watching. Ron is all class, and he's got a big opportunity, probably a lot of pressure this season. Mitch, go ahead, dude. I mean, as somebody who knows Philly well, we've been talking a lot about Wentz. He comes back to Philadelphia on Monday night for the first time. What do you think that, re that, that reception is going to be like? Well, it's going to be bad, but let me tell you <laughs> something, though. Philadelphia's got a very interesting situation going on at quarterback. they putting all their chips at the table, going out, getting A.J. Brown, drafting wide receivers, got another tight end. There's, you talk about pressure on Carson Wentz. The two, the two guys who got the most pressure in the NFL this year is Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. Ain't no, even, and I'm putting Carson in that same category. Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa, I apologize for saying his name wrong. There's no players in the NFL got more pressure than those two guys. So it's going to be fun watching Jalen. It's going to be fun watching the Dolphins play. And, and Carson's in the same boat with those two young kids. It's make or break this year. Charles, when it comes to golf, people are always asking about who would be your favorite dream foursome. Well, who's your favorite blackjack uh, group? You know, who, who's who's at that table with you? The guy who all the guy who splits tens is my least favorite person. <laughs> That's ever. That would be Emmett Smith. He splits tens. We're like, what did you just do? I split tens. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, don't ever do that again. Uh, well. Anybody who you automatically, no matter what the dealers are showing, you have to always double down on, on, on 11. So anybody who automatically doubles down on 11, even if the dealer's got a face card, they can play with me. All right. All three of us can play with you then. We love doing that. Hey, and let me tell you something. If, you, if the dealer's got a face card and you hold on like 15 or 16, there's a good chance I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> Where's your favorite spot? You play third base or where? Uh, I like to play third base. I don't, but the key to third base, you got to have somebody who know how to play. I pretty much stick to the book most of the time, but you can't have a dummy playing third base at all. Do you hit on 12? That's actually the only decision you have to make. Right. And I think it depends on how the table is going. But that's really – because I stick to the book. That's pretty much the only decision I have to make in blackjack, whether it hit on the 12 or not. I, I agree with your question. And so, like I say, it's a fluid situation. I yeah, hope all you see one. in Tahoe are 11s and you got no 12s to decide on. 
Hey, if I get a lemon, I'm doubling down every time, 100%. <laughs> I don't care if the dealer's got an ace showing, because I know they don't have blackjack. I'm always doubling. I tell people, they're like, why do you double 11 against the ace? I say, that's actually the only time you know they don't have blackjack. And if you're going to double 11 on everything else, why would you not double when you know they don't have blackjack? That's just stupid. Quickly, what was your reaction to the Bradley Beal contract? Wow. Let me tell you something. My mom, I love my mom. She passed away a few years ago. Every time I see one of those contracts, I want to drive to the graveyard and just snatch her up and say, why couldn't you just wait a couple more years to have me? <laughs> just a couple more years. And you know what? Bless these young guys. You know, Bradley's a hell of a player. I don't ever want to be the old get off my lawn guy. I made more money than Bill Russell. He's a much better player than me. I made more money than Kareem. He's a much, much better player than me. Hey, God bless him. It's good work if you can get it. Last last one. Since you're doing some hockey stuff with Turner every once in a while, what do you think about Ovi going after Gretzky's scoring record? Well, you know, I've never met Ovi. I get the luxury of being around Wayne Gretzky every week at work. It would be a great, great accomplishment. He's one of the greatest hockey players ever, obviously. But to break that record, it says something about him, his longevity. Because that means you've been great for a lot of years. So uh, it would be a tremendous accomplishment. Charles, you come to D.C. We'll get golf and blackjack lined up. We'll take care of you, man. Hey, I might come there to see Kornhauser and Wilburn, so I might look you up, brother. They'll take you to Columbia. I'll take you to Congressional. You let me know. Oh, that's better. That's better. <laughs> that's better. Thank you, MGM. Yeah, that's better. Thank you so much for the time, man. Sincerely okay, appreciate it. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees? Check. Loaner cars and free car washes? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman, Kia of Alexandria. Let's ride together. All right. Uh, let us know if you agree if that was the most fun interview we've ever done. We've had lots of fun ones. Mitch brought up Maury Povich. Um, there's obviously been a ton of football players and, and famous people and stuff, but that one, Pete, you did a great job getting us the blackjack. I, I just thought it was so much fun. And his reaction to Beal was hysterical. Like all of it was just, and, and dude, I think the, I think his comments on Wentz are going to go viral. Hopefully they go viral with Pete's blog and not somebody else, but you never know. That's the world of the internet. Yeah. I mean, the, between the gravitas of the guest and the quality of his responses, it really was a, a plus Washington football talk pod interview. And it just, when those things happen, it reminds us why we do this show and it's fun to see the power of it. And then just the, the pure joy that comes from talking to these people. And I'm confident that when he comes to DC later in the summer, we're going to play around the golf with him and go play some blackjack. I don't know that maybe the three of I us combined so. can play the one, the one hand to equal his stakes, but uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's, there's a chance we could do it. 
We'll get bees on the horn and get him set up in the way he's probably accustomed. And we'll just kind of hang out in that area and probably not, they're probably not interested in our action, but whatever, we'll just hang out. And for everybody that's a Columbia member, I love Columbia. It's a beautiful place. It's closed for the next two months. So should Chuck come to town, we got it. We'll take care of it. Um, Absolutely. Honestly, here's what you should do if you're listening. Pause this, rewind, listen to that interview again, because we want everyone to have fun. Okay. This is, this is a fun podcast, but we'd be remiss. All right. Now you've listened to it again and you're back. Cool. Um, the commanders rolled out their 90th anniversary celebration on Saturday, and I, which I found weird to do it on a Saturday. Maybe that was the exact date. I don't know. Um, it was, I think the patch is cool. It's fine. Like I, I remember the 70th anniversary patch. I remember the 80th anniversary patch. It's cool. It's, it's a patch. Um, I think the ticket deal they have is killer. Like you can get two tickets to any one game for 90 bucks. That's unheard of. You could go to the, the Cowboys game week 18 for $90, you and your buddy or you and your girlfriend, or you and your son, whatever. Um, I, I think that's phenomenal. Um, I'm really trying to be positive here before we get to the rest of this thing. So if anybody in Ashburn's listening, notice that I pointed out the ticket deal and I pointed out how cool the patch is, but the, uh, the, the 15 names available to be added on to – so they've already named a 70th greatest and an 80th greatest. Now they're going to name 90 greatest Redskins or commanders. Um, they, they, there's 15 names available. Uh, there were some misspellings on the rollout, um, which is just – I don't know how that happens. Um, and, and where the hell's Trent Williams? Because if you're going to have Champ Bailey on there, and Champ belongs on there, he's a great player. But, like, Champ left the team in, in not great uh, relationship. And eventually time heals all wounds. But, like, Trent's got to be on there. If you're going to have Kirk on there, how is Robert not on there? Hello. Pete here. Coming at you on July 11th, 7-11, JP's favorite day on planet Earth. Just want to quickly say that the commanders amended their options for the 90 greatest players list and added Trent Williams and Robert Griffin. They also corrected some of their spelling issues. So guess you got to give them credit for hearing the input. That would be nice if they didn't need the input in the first place. All right, back to the pod. I'm guessing people know this, but is, is I assume Portis is already on? Portis is there. He is on he, the list. Okay, he, that's what I thought. I thought he was already on. He, I think he got in at the eight. Weirdly enough, for some reason on his little slip on commanders.com slash team slash history slash 80 greatest Redskins, it says he made the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1968, which I don't believe happened. So that's odd. But Portis is. <laughs> says that for Clinton Portis? I yes. doubt he was. I bet he wasn't born until 1988. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just it's a mess. But and, at least he's I on there, assume, I guess. I assume Taylor's on there also, right? Yes, Taylor's yes. definitely on there. Okay. So Trent Williams is a giant omission. You can't have Kirk and not Robert. I'm not mad if you want to put Kirk on there, but you can't have Kirk and not Robert. Um, To me, of that list, I think seven out of ten are easy. I think it's Tana, Cooley, Stephen Davis, Champ, D. Hall. I don't have the list in front of me, but um, there are a couple other. London, I think. Is Fletcher not on there? London, Cooley, uh, Sellers, Kerrigan. Kerrigan, obviously. That's my seven that are obvious. I love Mike Sellers. I don't know that. I, I, I don't know. Um, Here's the thing. I think and, – And I don't want to disrespect the older players. Chip Miller was nails for a Super Bowl team. I mean, maybe he belongs on there. And, and I, I just don't know enough about some of these older dudes. Maybe we can talk to 
it'd be a perfect Tandler situation, but maybe we can talk mm-hmm. to Rick Snyder or something for a little more perspective on Joe Lavender or whatever. I, I just, please don't mess little things up. Right. And, and we're talking about this probably 25 minutes into a podcast. We didn't lead with any of this in, in case anybody gets upset, but just take care of the little stuff, please. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the mistakes and omissions are, are, tough to deal with i don't think you can have active players on this list i get that as we start every 10 years that that the team adds to its franchise history there's less and less pop moments there's less and less players who are really deserving of it because the franchise just hasn't been very good for almost 30 years and they already got in the sean taylor lavar errington john jansen chris samuels group of you know the early 2000s players and so you're starting to look at a, at a group of play, of names that, you know, we all know well and that we watched play. There's only so many of those guys that are, that are, that are deserving. I agree. It's with like you how Major League Baseball picks an all-star from every team. Like yeah. maybe just pick right. the best players. Yeah. But yes. But I, the only thing I was going to say is I think Mike Sellers belongs on that list. He was, he was a special teams stalwart for the team for a while. He, he's one of the few players that stuck around with this franchise for, you know, almost 10 years, I think it, it was, or, or eight years or whatever his, the length of his career was. He's the only other guy that I think is a definite in. And like you said, some of those old names, I just don't know well enough to, to say they should definitely get in, but it's, it's hard to, it's hard to discuss that. My thing would be more like go to put chief Z in there and put the hogs in there. And, and like, it doesn't have to be straight players. Like put Bubba tire who, who worked for this organization for, 40 years in different roles. Like, I, I just think you can open it up a little bit if you are going to do this every 10 years. And I Love just think it's a great call. awkward intersection of like trying to move forward and still just desperately clinging to the past. And, and I, I recognize that's the only way, like you have to try to make it all merry, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but, also this is just smaller stuff, but like, I mean, there are so many of the wrong dates on these players. That's not even smaller stuff. That's pretty inexcusable. Williams. Yeah, I mean, and and there's photos. There's photos that are backwards. Their numbers are backwards. Just like really strange mistakes that anyone with two sets with sorry one set of eyes. You don't even need two sets of eyes. If you have two sets of eyes, that's great. If you have one though, you can tell that all these things are just wrong and need to be cleaned up. Um, but like, I don't know, is who's going to log on and vote for Laverne Torgerson? Like what? If you're if you know who that person is, you're going to be older. You have no idea that this thing's going on on Twitter. But that's uh, that's an aside. It's a decent idea, but it's just botched, which is uh, something you can say about a million different things this team has done. It's just you don't want to get caught up in the god awful Sean Taylor number retirement, and then you don't want to start thinking about the first crest, right? Like they they keep telling us that we've moved on, everything's better. And, dude, the far more important stuff of, of sexual harassment and, and all that stuff is better, obviously. But, like, just please handle the, the small stuff. And for everybody that cares, I, I made a point of not – Jake Russell from The Post had a brilliant thread on all this. And if you want to check it out, check it out. But, like, I don't know. I, I drove to North Carolina. I'm at the beach with my daughters. I'm not retweeting any of that. But uh, don't do it. Like, don't be mad at the people that pointed out. Don't do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at my email. On June 29th, they announced that they're going to have all these all these uh, rollouts and activations. And then 
on July 9th. So that's 11 days later, they roll out this website that is littered with errors. They had 11 days and probably weeks before that where they could have really tightened this thing up and they didn't. And I don't know if that's laziness or incompetence or a combination or some other bad word that describes what's going on. And it's disheartening. A little you, know bit. What, you know what they need, dude? And a million of these people got laid off in the, in the various media layoffs of the last 15, 20 years. Hire a copy editor, like, like a badass old school copy editor and, and let them take a look at all your content before it goes out. Good advice. What, what's a copy editor cost? 70 grand? Hire a copy editor. They can hire Phillips away from the Richmond Times Dispatch. I don't know. That he would leave. <laughs> <laughs> I think he likes Richmond. Um, all right. I, this was a very fun podcast. Talking to Charles Barkley was incredibly fun. I don't want to get caught up in the rabbit hole. I am at an undisclosed location in North Carolina looking at the Atlantic Ocean. I made it down here in six hours with two stops. Mm. Game That's ball. record. That is legendary. Those oarsman um, cars are pretty great. Dude, I'm driving my wife's Sequoia. That thing's a tank. It was a complete tank of gas. We had to stop just before we went over the bridge because um, I, I didn't want to find out the hard way how much more, how much more I could push it. Uh, you would have been proud, Mitch. I had my truck last like Friday down to two miles left. And I had Lauren's, whatever you call her tank. And uh, your phone is about to die. You're basically living like him. Yeah, You're living my life right now. Living like Mitch, man. Living like Mitch. Um, All right, let's roll out. We have a ton of interviews. Yeah. What do we have? The week, the first eight weeks of the season kind of previews lined up. Yeah. We have six more that we're just dying to use. But then when you get Charles Barkley, everybody else sort of, it gets reshuffled. You can have a plan, and then you get Charles Barkley, and everybody gets pushed back. And then just replay Chuck at the end of this pod again. Yeah, just run it right here. (laughs) Yeah, run it again. Heard enough from us. Here's Chuck. See you guys. All right, uh, Charles. Thank you so much. It's it. I'm very very excited to talk to you. Uh, We're in D.C. We cover the Commanders, uh, the artist formerly known as the Redskins. I'm curious. I I know you're a sports fan across the country. What do you make of a team that was once great that is now the Commanders? Yeah, that's a great question because um, we and, and I'm not I'm not just saying this because that you guys are talking to me. We need the the Washington team to be great. You know, growing up in Alabama, we didn't have pro football, but every Sunday we got a NFL game, and it was always the Cowboys or the Redskins, and. I'm not a big fan of the Redskins, but I think sports are better when the Redskins are important and significant. And I hope they get it together. You know, they've been playing uh, musical chairs with quarterbacks for the last X amount of years. And they still, they got Carson now. And, and, and the jury's still out on him, to be honest with you. But we need, we need the Washington football team to be good. The NFL is better when they're doing well. I agree. Since you brought him up there, what do you think of Carson Wentz as a player? And then as somebody with your experience as a player and then as a broadcaster, what do you think when a player is on his third team in three years? It's concerning. It's very concerning because my house is in Arizona, but I live in Philadelphia during the summer. So I'm, kind of plugged in to the Eagles. And you think about it, four years ago, he was the greatest thing happening in Philadelphia. 
it was really, it's been a serious fall from grace. I haven't seen this much of a fall from grace in a long time. I mean, think about this. Four years ago, they were calling it Winsylvania. Like everybody, <laughs> I mean, it was a crazy thing. And like, I root for the Eagles. And I'm there like, man, we got our quarterback for the next 15 years. And then I have zero idea what happened in Philly. And then one year with the Colts. And then you guys took him. So it's really been a strange situation. I don't have any inside information because I kind of stay out of it because it's none of my business. But, man, it's been a very interesting three years for him. What do you think of him just as a player then, as somebody that watched a lot of the games when he was in Philly? Well, he, has, well, he hasn't played well. I mean, that's why he's on his third team. So, I mean, I can't get on here and tell you he's played great. When you're on three teams in three years, there's something going on. And, uh, hey, this is probably his last chance. No, this is probably his last chance. And um, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Another player I wanted to ask you about, I mean, you've seen so many guys come out and have tremendous seasons, then get hurt. What do you think of Chase Young coming back from a pretty major knee injury now? Man, I love Chase Young. You know, I started following him at Ohio State, and then you guys took him, and everybody said y'all were crazy for taking him that early, and then he was a stud. And I'll never forget that clip on the side with Mike Tomlin, who's somebody I really admire and respect, says, kid, you're a hell of a player. I hope we never that high enough in the draft to draft somebody like you. <laughs> and, that's how much, and that's how much respect, you know, Mike Tomlin respects him. I hope he comes back healthy, and he's got a great, great future as long as he can stay healthy. And that was just really unfortunate, really unfortunate. But, man, he's a flat-out stud, and I cannot wait to see him come back and watch him. Charles, you're in Tahoe. The, the, the wind totals are out for these NFL teams. Depending where you're shopping for the commanders, it's like seven and a half or eight. Which way would you look on that thing? Wow. That's a great question. It's all going to come down to Carson. You know, it's all going to come down to Carson. And, man, that's fascinating. Seven and a half, eight. The, the people in Vegas know what they're doing. I might go over. <laughs> I might, because I'm a big Ron Rivera fan. He seems like a great leader of men. And I think this, this is, I think this is probably going to be a wake-up call for Carson. Like, he's got to put all his chips in the middle of the table and says, you know what, maybe, because as a player, you always think you're doing the right thing because we all have ego. That's how you get to the pros. But for him, this is truly his judgment day where he's got to say, what am I doing wrong? Because when you're on three teams in three years, you have to be doing something wrong as a player. So he's got to push all his chips into the table, and it's going to be fun watching. Ron is all class, and he's got a big opportunity, probably a lot of pressure this season. Mitch, go ahead, dude. I mean, as somebody who knows Philly well, we've been talking a lot about Wentz. He comes back to Philadelphia on Monday night for the first time. What do you think that, re that, that reception is going to be like? Well, 
it's going to be bad. But let me tell you <laughs> something, though. Philadelphia's got a very interesting situation going on at quarterback. They're putting all their chips at the table, going out, getting A.J. Brown, drafting wide receivers, got another tight end. There's, you talk about pressure on Carson Wentz. The two, the two guys who got the most pressure in the NFL this year is Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. Ain't no, even, and I'm putting Carson in that same category. Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa, I apologize for saying his name wrong, there's no players in the NFL got more pressure than those two guys. So it's going to be fun watching Jalen. It's going to be fun watching the Dolphins play. And, and Carson's in the same boat with those two young kids. It's make or break this year. Charles, when it comes to golf, people are always asking about who would be your favorite dream foursome. Well, who's your favorite blackjack uh, group? You know, who, who's, who's at that table with you? The guy who all the guy who splits tens is my least favorite person. <laughs> That's ever. That would be Emmett Smith. He splits tens. We're like, what did you just do? I split tens. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, don't ever do that again. Uh, well, anybody who you automatically, no matter what the dealers are showing, you have to always double down on 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 eleven. So anybody who automatically doubles down on eleven, even if the dealer's got a face card. They can play with me. All right. All three of us can play with you then. We love doing that. Hey, and let me tell you something. If, you, if the dealer's got a face card and you hold on like 15 or 16, there's a good chance I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> Where's your favorite spot? You play third base or where? Uh, I like to play third base. I don't – but the key to third base, you got to have somebody who know how to play. I pretty much stick to the book most of the time, but you can't have a dummy playing third base at all. Do you hit on 12? That's actually the only decision you have to make. Right. And I think it depends on how the table is going. But that's really, because I stick to the book, that's pretty much the only decision I have to make in blackjack, whether hit on the 12 or not. I, I agree with your question. And so, like I say, it's a fluid situation. I yeah, hope all you see one. in Tahoe are 11s, and you got no 12s to decide on. Hey, if I get 11, I'm doubling down every time, 100%. <laughs> I don't care if the dealer's got an ace showing, because I know they don't have blackjack. I'm always doubling. Uh, I, I tell people, they're like, why do you double 11 against the ace? I say, that's actually the only time you know they don't have blackjack. And if you're going to double 11 on everything else, why would you not double when you know they don't have blackjack? That's just stupid. Quickly, what was your reaction to the Bradley Beal contract? Wow. Let me tell you something. My mom, I love my mom. She passed away a few years ago. Every time I see one of those contracts, I want to drive to the graveyard and just snatch her up and say, why couldn't you just wait a couple more years to have me? <laughs> Just a couple more years. And you know what? Bless these young guys. You know, Bradley's a hell of a player. I don't ever want to be the old get off my lawn guy. I made more money than Bill Russell. He's a much better player than me. I made more money than Kareem. He's a much, much better player than me. Hey, God bless him. It's good work if you can get it. 
Last, last one. Since you're doing some hockey stuff with Turner every once in a while, what do you think about Ovi going after Gretzky's scoring record? Well, you know, I've never met Ovi. I get the luxury of being around Wayne Gretzky every week at work. It would be a great, great accomplishment. He's one of the greatest hockey players ever, obviously. But to break that record, it says something about him, his longevity. Because that means you've been great for a lot of years. So uh, it would be a tremendous accomplishment. Charles, you come to D.C. We'll get golf and blackjack lined up. We'll take care of you, man. Hey, I might come there to see Kornhauser and Wilburn, so I might look you up, brother. They'll take you to Columbia. I'll take you to Congressional. You let me know. Oh, that's better. That's better. <laughs> that's better. I'll take you to MGM. Yeah, that's better. Thank you so much for the time, man. Sincerely okay, appreciate it. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. You can have a plan, and then you get Charles Barkley, and everybody gets pushed back. What Makes You Smile is brought to you by Dominion National. For anyone that needs dental and vision benefits, I have a one-stop shop for you. TeethKeeperSave.com TeethKeeperSave.com offers dental and vision benefits for everyone with plans starting under $7 a month. Don't have benefits through your employer? Are you self-employed and need dental and vision benefits? TeethKeeperSave.com has various plans for individuals to choose from. Visit TeethKeeperSave.com today and enroll in minutes.